We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, GMAC, Andrew Claudio here for another edition of the Knicks Film School podcast. Casual Friday. Hope you all had a great week. We're going to recap the week in, in some way, which we're all asking kind of the same question today or a version of the same question. Uh, the vibes, as far as I'm concerned, are a bit concerning, but I'm going to go around the, the, the round table and see if they share in those same concerns. We'll start with the man who wasn't here last week. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, my fellow Mets and Jets fan, uh, Mensa. Mensa, how you doing, my man? How are the vibes? <laughs> the vibes are concerning. It's hilarious. Um, I think the vibes are um, they're real. They're really regular season is what I would say, where they're up and then they're down and then they're up and then they're down. Right now we're down in three games. They might be up. Um, slate looks a little tough. So I think the vibes are concerning is a great, great place to be. I'm a little concerned where the vibes are. Yes, the, the vibes are inconsistent as might be a better way. But the vibes are concerning are, are, are 100% my vibes right now. Um. I will say though that maybe maybe some some numbers might help me out in getting over some of the vibes. Uh, so welcome once again, Mister XJ. XJ, how are the vibes? The numbers won't help the vibes. I got to oh, be no. honest. The vibes <laughs> have a sprained thumb, and the vibes we should check back on the vibes in about a month. So that's what I have mm. to say. Was it a sprained thumb, or did he break something? I thought he got surgery to repair something that was broken. The whatever it is, I know it's about a month. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> vibes are concerned. when are you coming back? <laughs> the vibes are about a month away. They there you go. Um, well, just in time for the Knicks to play a rival Atlanta Hawks that comes in winners of four in a row. And who better than somebody who has gone to war with many a member of, of Hawks Twitter? And that's Sean with the W. Sean, how are the vibes? To quote the late great Dennis Green, the vibes are what we thought they were. <laughs> because, like XJ said, it's, I believe it was XJ, I'm old, I'm losing my memory. The, like, is regular season vibes. 
it's like it was meant to i told you literally literally a minute ago (laughs) i am getting old (laughs) my short-term memory is going um no the the vibes are what they they are what we thought they were they're regular season it's like okay we lost a game we won a game like we lost we lost to a team on monday that gives us problems and then that same team tired as hell went and lost to a team that's within their range. Um, so they are, the vibes are with the thought that we thought they were, at least I did. So you expect the Knicks to go into Atlanta and do what? Oh, they can win that game. Um, <laughs> so you dismissive I, of the Hawks team. That's one four look, in a row. Okay. Um, since, you know, the playoff series in 2021, why I made friends of, plenty of Hawks fans on the bird app I've come to see it's at least three to four times a year where the Hawks go on a little run and they start flapping their gums and they start getting happy insert seed here here we come and then they end up where in the plane where they belong because they're not that good Mm. wow that is a, a great. Actually, no, uh, no, they are. Never mind. Who we thought they were. <laughs> Thank you. Well, hopefully the Knicks don't let them off the hook. Um, good question, though. How uh, the how good are the Hawks? Um, because we might be asking that about the Knicks throughout this edition of, of Casual Friday. Um, time to go through boxing one. Uh, XJ, we're going to start with you here because I know there's some. We should start off with the data and then get in to see whether the, the stats care about how we feel about this team. I know I've 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 wondered how high the ceiling is. That's apparently turned into I predicted the certain ceiling for this team. But XJ, where do you want to start with uh, with box on one today? Yeah, I'm happy to start. Uh, we know that I, I always have the same kind of segment, a segment I like to call. Stats don't care about your feelings. And during this segment, I share one Nick stat or a collection of stats that seems potentially troubling and learn from the crew whether it brings them down or they're totally unconcerned. Last week's segment was about the dynamic between uh, Jalen... Sorry, not Jalen. Actually, it is Jalen. Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. And whether they would be a star pairing that would work in the long term. This week, I thought, why don't we expand that conversation out from the Knicks' two best players to their three best players. So we're going to have an old-fashioned big three, a.k.a. mid-three discussion today. (laughs) Um, And uh, after our conversation about JB and Randall, uh, actually, KFS's very own newest contributor, DJ, uh, a.k.a. Ace Zulo on Twitter, um, he sent me a DM saying that if you look at just kind of the raw on-off between Randall and Brunson, it actually works fine when they're included in a lineup with a solid defensive anchor like Mitch or actually even Grimes. Um, And this is totally true, of course. But in fact, almost every lineup that Mitch is in has a strong on-off. And this conversation is actually going to help put into perspective how badly the Knicks are going to miss Mitch for the next month or so. Um, So even further to understand how well these Mitch lineups work, He's in four out of the Knicks' five most effective lineups that have had at least 100 possessions. And he's only in one lineup that has a negative point differential with at least 100 possessions. Only one lineup that Mitch has been a part of with at least 100 possessions has a negative point differential. Um, Can I guess it? Can I guess it? I actually don't know what it is. Uh, I just just wrote that down. I'm guessing an Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is involved. (laughs) (laughs) 
I wonder if any Evan Fournier lineup has 100 possessions, but maybe it does. He he played a lot in the beginning of the season. Um, but the rest of those negative... Actually, the rest of those negative point differentials have Hardenstein in them. So mm, great. <laughs> that, that part's probably not a surprise. Um, so anyway, the point is when we talk about big threes, it's almost basically inarguable that you know the Knicks defensive offensive anchor Mitchell Robinson is the the third man in the Knicks big three. Um, you know, RJ may be that guy someday, but Mitch has clearly been one of their three best guys this year. So for this segment, what I want to do is two things. First, I want to look at the data around the Knicks big three, just like some kind of ancillary and general broad data, just to get a sense of how good they've been. And then I want to do a quick exercise where we take a look at all of the big threes around the league. And we each say where, uh, where we think the Knicks big three ranks. And then after you give your ranking, I want to hear whether you're concerned about this or you feel encouraged about what that means moving forward. So first, real quick, per clean the glass, which we know filters out garbage time. When Brunson, Randall, and Mitch are all on the court together, the Knicks have a plus 6.1 on-off differential, which would be good for 86th percentile in the league. Um, and so with all three on, their offense scores 120 points per 100 possessions, and their defense gives up 113 per 100 possessions. And so we don't see some of the more dramatic downsides uh, to the defense that we saw when we just looked at Brunson and Randall together. And also, I looked at two of the best one-number metrics in basketball. You all know that I love to look at these, um, EPM and Raptor, and combine them for every big three in the league. And so I see that the Knicks' big three combined EPM ranked 18th in the league among all the big threes. And then their combined Raptor actually ranked 10th in the league amongst all big threes. Um, and then finally, that on-off that I mentioned of plus 6.1 ranked 11th in the league among all big threes. So. Uh, we're going to shift over to... So, so recently, I had some disagreements with a few um, Raptors fans on on the Bird app, as Sean likes to say. Yeah, you had a busy week there, XJ. <laughs> uh, you know, following uh, a really sad loss, but, you know, following a loss. Um, and a couple of them, you know, they ridiculed me. It hurt me so much. They, they called me they called me like a spreadsheet boy, you know, and they said I use spreadsheets for my arguments. And so now I'm going to proceed... Hold on, hold on. I got it. What, what's my, that? My favorite comeback this week is when you're like, I'm sorry that you need to understand high school algebra in order to <laughs> have a conversation with me. And that's what I DM'd you guys like, yo, Mensa. Oh, no, my bad. But XJ, Mensa had... You guys know what I'm trying to say. XJ had time today and I yes. said it to Mensa is what I was saying. <laughs> it was very fun to watch you uh, cook. I had amazing. time and yes. I used it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I used it on on the Raptors fan. So yeah, but if anyone feels like looking at looking at some interesting Twitter back and forth, feel free to go to that thread on my Twitter. Um, anyway, so, you know, given that I was called spreadsheet boy, I want to use a spreadsheet for my current argument. So let's 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 make those. Uh, Let's make those Raptors fans accurate. So I'm going to share my screen now. And once it pops up, I'll put it up there. Don't worry. Okay, great. Then there it is. Boom. Spreadsheet okay. boy to the rescue. Spreadsheet boy. Here I am. And so what we have here is I made a list of every single uh, team's big three. And then I combined their EPMs and I looked at all of their combined on offs and then I ranked them by EPM. This is just to give us kind of like a sense of 
you know, just a general sense of where they're ranked by some advanced metrics. This is not an anchor. I, besides people thinking that I think this, I don't think EPM is like the end all be all, be all and is all that matters. So this is just, you know, just to give us a general outline. Um, and then I, I highlighted in blue all of the big threes that I thought we would all agree were above the Knicks. Um, big three. So, but please let me know if that's not true. I'm going to read those off for the people, for the podcast listeners. Uh, we you know we have the 76ers big three and bead Harden and Tobias Harris. I said Harris because Maxi's super overrated and not better than quickly. Whoa. Um, I, well, yeah, I mean, that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> uh, Grizzlies, Morant, Jaron Jackson, Jr. And Bain, Nets, Durant, um, Kyrie and Claxton. Nuggets, Jokic, Murray, Gordon, Bucks, Giannis, Holiday, Middleton, Cavs, Mitchell, Allen, uh, Garland, Celtics, Tatum, Brown, and Smart, and Warriors, Curry, Green, and Thompson. Does anyone on the panel think that the Knicks Big Three is better than any of those eight that I just read off? No. Okay. The other two are shaking their heads. Okay, great. Meeting. I can't see him yeah. on Spreadsheet Boy right now. Okay, you're great. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, great. So we're all in agreement there. And then you know, I think that this is where the Knicks conversation can start between Brunson, Randall, and Robinson. Um, I will, I will say, you know, we'll switch it up a little bit for the for the uh, this segment, and I'll go first, and I'll say I think that LeBron, AD, and Westbrook. Although Westbrook's an anchor, bringing those two down, I think LeBron and AD are good enough that they're still better than the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks top three, and then I. And you, you all might disagree with this. I like Lillard, Simons, and and Jeremy Grant. Just I think Lillard's just really become underrated now at this point. Um, I need you to have a conversation with Chris, please. Chris, well, well, like is he going Lillard... to convince me that Lillard's awful? No, not convince. He will uh, argue with you, that <laughs> you, and then you will use data, and he'll yeah. disagree. And this was <laughs> yeah. like the biggest disagreement I had with him two years ago. I'm fine if you don't want to go all in on Dame Lillard, don't have your argument be Dame's bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. No, I, I don't think you can argue that Dame's bad. No, I, I don't think that. Oh, you can. Whether you're right or not. I guess you could. I guess you could. Raptors yeah. fans could argue it, I'm sure. Like, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, okay. And then, you know, Zion, Ingram, and McCollum, I think are better. Just Zion and Ingram. Again, the top two are so good. That, and that, that was the one that I had written down that you didn't say in that first date that the, the New mm -hmm. Orleans big three. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That, that they're really good. And then, um, and then I, I'm, I, I got between the uh, Brunson, Randall Robinson or Paul George, Kawhi and Zubach. Zubach, I think weighs them down and Kawhi, who knows if, when he plays and how much he plays and what his issue is. So, you know, I think the Knicks are around there. So, around 11th uh, is what I would have their big three, which I think is really encouraging personally. So I, I, I've been, you know, I put together this spreadsheet, so I'm really more interested to hear what the rest of you guys think. Sean, we'll go to you first. So I was looking at it and I was, so I had them around 12, 13. And the one that I struggled with is, so I had, um, I actually have it open on my on my laptop here. So the top eight that we mentioned, yeah. The one I struggled with was Doncic, Wood, and Dinwiddie, simply mm -hmm. because it's Luca effing Doncic. Yeah. <laughs> that was so that is like that's the difference between 12 and 13. Um, and then the 12th one was the one and the other one I struggle with is the same one that you just spoke about, Kawhi, 
Paul George and Zubat simply because it's Kawhi and Paul George, but they actually have to play. (laughs) (laughs) But when they play, it's no contest. But do they actually play? No. I'm thinking that when playoff time comes around, they'll get it together. But for the purpose of this argument, which I assume is based on regular season, I can say you have to pick our guys because like Julius never misses a game and Jalen Brunson's missed like four, five. Um, so now obviously Mitchell Robinson misses his customary 20 games a year, but like your top two guys are way more. They're actually on the court more than the Clippers guys. You want to something funny, by the way, Sean, you know how many games Jalen Brunson missed? I no two. Two. <laughs> I just didn't know. Like, like yeah. Well, yeah, because the two games were the Dallas game, which took five years off our lives, and then the San Antonio game, which was a continuation of the Dallas game. So, yeah. The, the, between our top two, they've only missed two games. And you add in that um, the, the Clipper... Look, peak-wise, I would put the Clippers there. There's a column that you took out, XJ, when you set this uh, this chart earlier, mm-hmm. and it's possessions. And that's something I factored in when I was going through it, is the number... See, now you put it onto the screen so people can see it. Um, the possessions being what they are for this, I it's just so little with the Clippers that I, I know in the playoffs, I've seen it work. I would probably take night one of the postseason, the Clippers ahead of the Knicks for this season. And like, it's all on paper. I, I have no clue what to do with that team. So I would, I would take the Knicks victory if I know that availability matters, but like 2k, I'm going to pick the Clippers over the Knicks in that sense. (laughs) Um, Mensa, what about you? Where do you have them? Um, I think I'm a little lower. I think I would have um, all nine of those teams. So um, the Sixers, the Grizzlies, the Nets, Nuggets, Lakers, Bucks, Cavs, um, Celtics, Warriors. I have all them above the New York Knicks. I would also take um, the Blazers just because that top gun, Damian Lillard is something special. Even if I think that Simmons and Grant, like I like, I'm just going to come out and say it. I think that quick, might be better than um, Anthony Simons. At least, like if you give him the opportunity to to play as much as Anthony Simons plays, um, you can't take the 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 off ball shooting away from Anthony Simons. A quick had that. Oh my, forget mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> but he's not there yet. Um, I don't want to um, spend too much time on this. I like us over the the Heat. Believe it or not, I just think Hero on defense is a target more than anything else. Um, and then I think I think the Raptors big three is better than us just because I look at um, Siakam and Anobi and Van Vliet. Um, even if not this season, I look at them as like what ideally I would like. Um, I, I, I would like RJ, um, Randall and Van Vliet to work like symbiotically the way Brunson. that yeah, Brunson, yeah, Brunson to work the way, you know, like that with that team chemistry, I think that. And then we just we've just seen the Raptors just be good for a very long time. So I, th- I guess it's just biased there for me. Um, I don't like the Pelicans over the Knicks just because again availability. Zion and Ingram they miss games for mm-hmm. different reasons, and McCollum may be as good as um, Brunson, but availability matters. 
Um, and I just want to spend some time to talk about, well, not talk about, but point out the 23rd and 25th best teams as far as their big threes go. I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks and the Minnesota Timberwolves who did not understand the win curve, but that's another discussion for another day. Same thing with the Chicago Bulls, 26, didn't understand the win curve. Um, yeah, so I think the Knicks are around like 15th, 16th. So I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. The the Beal Porzingis Kuzma big three after watching then the last two weeks. And it's solely just what happened to Kyle Kuzma that he's like prime Kobe Bryant now, like hitting these crazy shots. Um, no, I don't think he's prime Kobe Bryant. I saw everybody make a face. <laughs> I'm just saying he is making he's making shots he didn't used to. I know he didn't even like shoot that well the other night, but the fact the matter is he commands your attention more than he used to, which as a third guy is, is interesting. Um, notably on, on the Raptors big three, um, Scotty Barnes wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I never heard of that guy. Yeah. Apparently he is also not him. Um, you, mean, you mean the guy who was on RJ Barrett's like right shoulder as he was dunking the basketball and should have been called a foul. Yeah. RJ Barrett's just really strong and Scott oh, Barnes guy. is a weak little boy. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. I think, yes. I think I remember him, but um, I don't really know who him. Scotty... He, him. He's not oh. him. <laughs> them. You mean I, them. I think I remember <laughs> Mr. Barnes. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know about that guy. Um, yeah, no, not, I'm not too familiar with him. Andrew, would you argue that... This went exactly how I wanted it to go. Go <laughs> Would you argue that Barnes should be there over Van Vliet? Because no. I think... Oh, okay. All right. No. I, have to, oh, I think I, I think I recognize Scotty Barnes. I think he's um he's the runner-up to Michael Carter-Williams as far as um not who they thought he was going to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lord. He's, he hasn't beat those allegations yet. Uh, and I'm and he's he's currently on trial. I don't know how good his lawyer is, but he's currently on trial. But these MCW allegations are coming hot and ready. You know, I when the MCW allegations first started coming out, I thought that was low because as someone who watched MCW play up close for years, and I was like, I never understood I never understood the fascination with that guy. Like now, you know what? Starting to see it. <laughs> he just has Can't long lie. arms. <laughs> oh man, this this went wow. this went exactly how I wanted it to go. My only point was just to bring up the Raptors to see if that would go if this would happen next day. Um, I think the Knicks <laughs> are around 13, 14 with I would have the Pelicans over them. Availability is a fair point, but I would have the Clippers over the, the Knicks if you're talking just peak and talent. So mm-hmm. Um, around 12, 14, give or, give or take two teams that have a higher ceiling. The Lakers one is a good question because yes, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are better than any two players the Knicks have. Uh, I go a bunch of Knicks before I get to to Westbrook. Although he's been fine as a sixth man this year, I cannot ignore the most recent crunch time performances from him. To also, all of Russell Westbrook's recent highlights should have the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song behind them. <laughs> exactly. <That's how> <laughs> <it's been. laughs> uh, so, go ahead, XJ. I was just going to say, so no question on Booker, Paul, Bridges. I, and I put Bridges, by the way, because Aiden is having a terrible season. I don't know what's wrong with DeAndre Aiden, but uh, no, no, no questions about that one from anybody? Speaking of terrible seasons, Chris Paul. Yeah. It's just father time, man. That's Cliff Paul out there right now. Mm. 
Booker is better than our three guys, but the problem is the gap between one and two, like the mm-hmm. other two guys. Like, and look, Bridges is legit, but you're not running plays. Bridges, you're not scared of offensively, and Chris Paul. So geez. I think when um when Devin Booker or Chris Paul went out, I think somebody put a stat up. It was like uh my, Michael Bridges um before and after, and the stats were basically the same. I thought that was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like you're supposed to step up. He's like, nah, twelve point six points playing my role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play it well. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was my only question. I, I agree with you. I agree with you guys. So it's, I mean, we're all around the same. We have them top 15, at least. I think yeah. all of us did. So, um, so that's good. I, I think that's positive. And, uh, I think that's a positive development in terms of what, how things look moving forward. So I'm sure we'll continue to talk about that throughout the pod. But thanks for engaging in the exercise with me. And that was stats don't care about your feelings. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, the important part about the point you brought up is that they're going to be missing one of those big three for the next month, it looks like. And as much as the mid three uh, of RJ being the third person gets grouped together as we'll go as far as these three will take us, we really have gone as far as the the Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson three have taken us for a long time this season. So the next month, we'll be curious to see how good this team is, which leads us to the next question coming from Mensa. Um, yeah, this is kind of like a 180 for me after my first topic about how we were not ready for Donovan Mitchell. Um, the question is pretty simple. Are the New York Knicks as currently constructed where their assets are and what it would cost for 
one of these players are the Knicks one or two star players away and take into consideration what it would cost. Um, Cause that, I think that's the big difference now is that the Knicks would need less of their assets to get a star because they're more valuable um, and assess what, especially with where the Knicks are. I think we're, what are we, we're 25 and 21, right? That's the record. Yep. 25 and okay. 21. If you guys will hold on for me to do some quick math. Nope. That's my alarm clock. Okay. My <laughs> podcasting baby. All right. Yeah, you're taking my job here, Mensa, with math stuff. And okay. 21 divided now. by 25. Carry to one. No, it's not how that works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you calculating? The Knicks win percentage right now oh. is at... You know, there's this thing called the internet. I was about show to say. You. 54%. <laughs> it's at 54 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shout there out ESPN.com. Shout out 25 divided by okay, 46. Perfect. So th- there you go. The New York Knicks are currently, you know what it is? Like, I know how to do this. It's just like on the spot. My brain said, no, you can't do this. No, you um, have to go to the calculator. <laughs> yes. I so, got you. So the Knicks are currently went on a 44 um, game win pace, 44 win pace. Yeah. I think that's how, how you say mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. Do you think if we traded whatever, and we kept all three of our big three and you add a, a one, not like a one, a, not a one B, not a two are the Knicks one star away, or do they still need a second guy? Sean, go ahead. So we add a legitimate number one guy. We still have Julius. We still have RJ. We still have, Brunson. For this example, we still have. Um, well, unless who are the bench, who are the who are the non big three guys that we still have? Um, not, well, no, that that's up to you. It depends on like it's that's that's it's up to interpretation. You know, like what do you think that the Knicks roster? Like it basically the question it, it boils down to three things. Do you think that the Knicks roster can withstand a star trade? Do you think and who hmm. are those players that you think will have to go out? And then how do you think those guys will gel? together. So let's say, um, okay, personally, I think the perfect star for this team and it won't happen. So this is not speculation or anything. I think the perfect guy for this team is a guy like Nikola Jokic. He'll fit everybody in where they need to. And if you add Jokic to this team, would that be a title contender? Like, or an actual, like factual, like team that can win one or does, or do we still need another guy? Or if to you, that guy is, cause we're talking about true ones here. We're talking about, um, a Doncic, um, a Giannis or whoever, whoever that true one is to you. It could be an SGA if that's how you're feeling. Are the Knicks a true one away or do they still need more pieces? And who are those guys that are going out? Like it's, it's a whole thing. If the Knicks had a true one, they'd be a title contender. Yes. But that's like, like if you, yeah. isn't that like how ones work though? Like if you have a one, you have a, you're a true check. Ta- well, I guess oh, Dallas. Dallas. Is not a there you go. There you yeah. go. Dallas was still needs more pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I don't I, think the Sixers are a real title contender either. And the Lakers, the Lakers have a true one. LeBron James is still a true number one. If you ask me, he's still hmm. playing at a very high level. It's just that team is as garbage as garbage gets, especially because Anthony Davis isn't healthy. So it's like, do you think the Knicks will need one or two guys? Cause I think, I don't think we're thinking about it that way anymore. Like, for me, it's all about like the medium and long term of where the Knicks are going to go as a franchise. And would we be able to withstand R.J. Barrett going out and Quentin Grimes going out and adding a Tatum or something like that? And, and I know like that's not perfect or anything, mm-hmm. but 
Is it like if you're looking at Brunson, Quickly, Tatum, Randall, and Mitch, is that a title contender? Because Tatum, to me, is a true one. You know, so like you have the, the listen, there are levels to what a true one actually is. Like, because you have Tatum, who is like a true one to me, and then you have Luka Doncic and Steph Curry, and they're like true zeros almost, you know? So, it, it again, it's up to you guys. So, I'll say this. Um, it's funny XJ said he didn't consider the Sixers a title contender because I think you put Joel Embiid on this team, they're a title contender. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, a, I'm an Embiid stan. I will be the... I, I don't like these words, stan, but I'm a big Embiid fan. I'm a more of, a, a big, more of an Embiid fan than other people are. Um, but to answer your question, uh, Mensa, so, yes, if you add that one, they're a title contender. However, I think... So, let's okay, let's take Embiid because if it goes belly up in Philly, like we think it will, he may be the one to be like, you know what? I've had enough. So if you add Embiid, and we're also dealing with Dow Effing Mori, um, you're going to have to send out all the picks, all the swaps, obviously. Then you're in terms of player capital, IQ is gone. Obi's gone. And they're going to ask for one of, stop me if you've heard this before, Grimes or RJ. And knowing this front office, this front office will choose Grimes over RJ. And I think that if you keep, if you send RJ out and you keep Grimes and you have Embiid and Brunson and, um, and, and Randall, they're a title contender. And on top of it, I think what ends up happening is once you have Embiid, Randall becomes expendable and then you can get stuff for Randall because Randall without the ball in his hands is unhappy, unhappy. <laughs> and what, how productive he is, is, is up for interpretation. Um, XJ, what do you think? Yeah. So I have a little bit of a different take. Um, so I think the Knicks are one star away. I don't think it has to be, an MVP level guy. I don't even think it has to be like a Tatum level guy, to be honest. Um, and the reason I think that is because the great thing about that, the position that the Knicks are in now is that they, they can really count on some organic improvement because they have some young players who are going to just get better, right? Like this is kind of what we're seeing right now. I think it's the floor for the team. Um, so we're going to, we're going to see Grimes get better. Like, He's in his second year. He's 22 years old. Um, we're going to see RJ get better. We're going to see quickly get better. Um, and I think if they can get a star, even at the caliber of like a Devin Booker in, um, you know, I don't think you have to give up as much as like Sean was talking about what you would have to give up for Embiid. I agree with that. I think you'd have to give up everything for Embiid, but I don't think you'd have to give up everything for Booker. I think you can just do picks primarily. Booker's um, on a great contract. And it just good, started. Like he, just you're talking started. about five years of control right now. And I think you can just do like mortgage your draft for the next five years, you know, the picks and the swaps, unprotected everything. And just maybe one of these guys between Grimes, RJ quickly. Like I, I think you can negotiate more around a guy like Booker, especially if Phoenix ends up kind of doing a fire sale, which I don't know which direction they're going to go in. This is a conversation we've also had off air. Um, but if they went in this direction, I think he's gettable. And I think with a guy like Booker in, let's say, sorry, Mensa, let's say Booker takes the place of RJ. He would have uh, to. Yeah. Right. And, and then we still have Grimes. We still have quickly. We still have Randall. We still have Brunson. We still have Mitchell Robinson. Um, 
you know, this is a stacked team. A lot of those guys are still getting better. And then we can also talk about free agents who are not like the highest end free agents, but who would add some depth to the bench, like the kinds of guys that we're targeting this year um, in trades. I think, you know, a guy like a Josh Hart, you know, a guy like a, a Kelly Olynyk, you know, and um, who already has an NYK in his name. So he's destined to be a Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, a guy like a Royce O'Neal. A guy like a Isaiah Hardenstein. I mean, sorry, no, not not, not oh, like a Hardenstein. Dude, <laughs> sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, guys like that who are actually going to be available in like 2024 or 2025, and and you talk about that adding that veteran depth to guys who are getting better, who are I think are going to be have really high ceilings. Guys like Quickly and Grimes, I think those are those are it's underrated the level that they're going to get to. Um, you know, maybe Randall maintaining this Brunson getting a little bit better, putting in a guy like Booker Robinson being consistent. I think that's a title contender. I really do. So that's that's kind of my takeaway. Booker Booker being the guy, I think raises your ceiling to that. That's for sure. Um, can I ask you, what if it's Jalen Brown? No, not the same no? level. Not the same level. I, I think Booker's markedly better than Jalen. I do too. Just Booker's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Jalen Brown's a free agent as early as like next summer. So that's more what I'm saying. If you don't have to give up all your assets and it's just yeah. make, a, make a play for cap space. 2024, not 2020, not next summer. The summer after that. What's Jalen Brown? Yeah, 20, right. This summer is oh, 2023. Not, oh, next, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, I'm like, no, I apologize. You're good. We're 2022 just ended. So yes, you're right. I, I'm, I've been making that same mistake. Like next, I year. don't know what year this is. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know what Memphis said earlier. So I'm all That's very true, man. We're we're revealing everything today, Sean. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, Menta, I I struggle with I struggle with how with like who the star would be because yes obviously like they get Jokic they're a title contender but like there are very few teams you can't say that about but that's the thing like (laughs) there's there's like four or five guys that I think would make the the Knicks a title would would make any team a title contender Um, I am starting to wonder if one of the the mid three will still be here when this team is ready to contend and I almost wonder if Julius is the one that has to be the one to go because I've seen RJ granted it was open, open gyms and whatever you want to call that season where he shot 40% from three, I've seen him be a positive off ball player. And in this role with Jalen Brunson being the the second best player next to the, the true one, um, which is how I imagine the Knicks would have to be. So in this scenario, I would think Julius in the power forward position would be the upgrade or maybe they play a little, a little differently, but who knows? I just, um, I'm not even sure who the guy would be, but like the power forward position is the one I've, I've stared at, which is why the, the Sixers not being a title contender is fascinating. And I'm, I'm with Sean on the Embiid love. And it's why I'm curious how this postseason goes. If they, they, they're, they're a, five seed and losing in, in six to the Cavs away from having exactly the same like outcome as the jazz did a season ago where they then decided to blow it up. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued what happens with Embiid. 
Um, I don't know if Daryl Morey will trade within the the division. Oh, wait, he just did. He traded Ben Simmons for James Harden. So there's obviously precedent there that he's not afraid to trade within the division. And maybe his whole thing of like, I don't believe in completely blowing it up with a superstar trade that you want to get something back is why he would want Julius in return. So that way it's oh, well, borderline two-time all-star, you know, not a... It, we're not completely blowing it up just to tank. We're actually trying to to get better here. Um, so that's my my thought, at least. Actually, what you got? I just wanted to say, I, I love Embiid too. I'm I'm a huge Embiid fan as well. Um, I just don't think the the team around him is is that great in Philly. Um, I just want to say, like, if we're really trying to ascend to that championship contention, I would like to upgrade a position where we would have the most kind of bang for our buck in terms of the upgrade. So, like, obviously Embiid is considerably better than Mitchell Robinson. Like I would never argue that they're in the same league, but at the same time, Mitchell Robinson is, is really good and Mm -hmm. impacts winning in a huge way. And so, and he's on a really great contract, a contract that I criticized at first, which I'm, I'll put my hand up. I was wrong about that one. Definitely. Um, And he's on a great contract. So if we're going to make an upgrade, why would it be at a position where, we have already a really great impactful player at a great value, like an amazing value. That's only going to get better as the cap increases. I wouldn't target the center position as the place where I want to get the upgrade. I would target a position where we have more, there's kind of like more space where you can get a lot better going from someone like RJ, even RJ improving to Booker. That's a huge, like a, a much bigger upgrade. What's up, Sean? No, I'm finished and then I will. Oh, no, no I'm I done. Think that, it was. Was it. Yeah, yeah, that was good. it. So beggars can't be choosers. So if I, if Joel Embiid is available, I'm not going to be like, well, you know, that's rather yeah. like not nah, like, come on, we'll figure it out. Right. Um, that's literally what Portland did. They were like, oh, we have a guard named Clyde Drexler. We don't need this Michael Jordan guy. We'll, we'll get Sam Bowie. So like, yes. I, yeah. you're right in that we don't need to upgrade the center position, mm-hmm. but Joel Embiid is an upgrade regardless, so, you know? So that actually made me so... What I actually want to say before that was um, now that I think about it, Mitch absolutely has to go on that trade because there's no reason to have Mitch. Mm-hmm. So maybe we keep, so maybe we keep Obi and that's then, how it happens. That's how because, it happens. Because what happens is again, and I didn't that's realize this until damn now. Fun team. I didn't oh, realize man. this until oh, now. Man. Like, Julius, the Julius Randle renaissance means that we now have more because I've always said that Julius goes to the star trade, mm-hmm. but if Julius so put it like this Maury, because I believe Maury will tank Maury just never tanked in Houston because ownership didn't let him Maury will take either Mitch or um, Ju- uh, or Ju- if he wants to tank, he'll take Mitch if he doesn't want to tank, he'll take Julius because we can see you could be a good team with Julius. But now you have, I can get something from Mitchell Robinson, like something around the edge, around the margins to, to, to fill it. So I actually, that's why I think like, because to me, I think the Knicks' biggest hole right now is that they do not have a player that when the game is on the line, I can give him the ball and more often than not, it's two points or you're going to the foul line. That's what you need. And that's what a true number one is. So I will 
take any of these number one guys, but because of where we're at and because of the value that because we have rehabbed the value of these guys this year, we actually can really get there. And the last thing I'll say is about the Suns is that I think you have to include players because the Suns do not care about the draft. And I know this because James, James Jones literally said, we don't value draft picks as much as other franchises do. So they will ask for, no, 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 I don't want, I want guys for Booker. So they will, so it'll be like, give me, like, it won't be like Angel, give me all the picks. It's like, no, I want, I want Grimes and I want RJ and I want quickly and I like everybody. That's an incredible point. Yeah, that's an incredible point. So I just want to like give my opinion on it before we go. Ahead, go. Yeah. Um, I do think that the Knicks are one player away. I think the Knicks are one star away. I don't think that player is Donovan Mitchell and we won't rehash that. Um, but I do believe that the guy that has to go out and it's perfect is Julius Randle. Because if you're trading Julius Randle, I would say that he is probably, he's not more valuable than Jalen Brunson, but we're not trading Jalen Brunson. Um, Julius Randle going out reminds me of the Kawhi Leonard trade where you have a guy in DeMar DeRozan who everybody with a brain knew he wasn't going to be your number one. But because an organization like San Antonio doesn't necessarily believe in tanking unless a 7-3 French guy is available, but that's another story. <laughs> um, they were like, okay, we'll take this guy. And because we took this guy from you, your pick package is, consi- is going to be considerably less. Of course, again, not apples to apples because it's a different era. Picks weren't flying around the way they're flying right now. But if you're trading a Julius Randle, maybe you can get away with three unprotected and like one swap or something and not trade all the fake picks. You like your ass because of how good he's been, your assets, you don't have to trade all of them out. Even like a team can't get greedy with you. And even if a team does want to get greedy, you can say, okay, you don't want to give up Julius. You don't want Julius Randle. We can flip him to another team who will give us the assets that'll make it cheaper for us. So, and then on top of that, I think that you don't want to trade I personally would not get rid of Grimes and Barrett personally, because I think those two make a ton of sense symbiotically. They have the height and they have like the, the intensity. And personally, when you have a star guy, you don't necessarily need um, your wings. If your star's not on the wings, you don't necessarily need like the 25 per point per game wings, but you do need guys who can get you a bucket off the dribble and they can both get you a bucket off the dribble and Barrett, we, we all know Barrett can be a good defender. We know that Grimes is potentially all NBA material if things start, if things are trending in the right direction. And then Brunson is, is the bucket. He's the, he's the guy that you can. So those three right there is what I would say. Brunson, Barrett, Grimes, I think they make a ton of sense and you don't want to break that up. Cause when you look at a team like Philadelphia and maybe Maxie's okay, maybe, you know, like Harden and like, and Harris doesn't necessarily fit like they're clunky one through three with a guy like that. The Knicks have built a team that makes a ton of sense. Like I've never seen a team the Knicks have had that just like is just synergistic, which we wouldn't have seen coming because you have three left handed guys and they don't shoot threes and, they, you know, the, the whole thing. <laughs> but now when you're watching it happen, you're like, no, this this team makes sense. They they they're they play off of each other, even if the coach doesn't necessarily have the best offensive scheme. That's another story, though. Yeah. I, but what I'm saying is that if you add a true star, if you add, and I think it has to happen at the four, even if you, even if you added like 
prime Pascal Siakam, a guy who doesn't necessarily need to shoot because at the power forward position, your star power forward players aren't necessarily ball dominant, right? So if you add a Pascal Siakam or a healthy Anthony Davis, and and again, I'm talking more theory than actual because like that trade isn't actually like out there for real. But if you add like the power forward type or even a center type, to a Brunson, to a Barrett, to a Grimes, and you still have Mitchell Robinson and maybe quickly goes out in that trade. Maybe Obi goes out in that trade and you trade all your picks. The picks don't matter because you you potentially built a 55 to 60 win team and you're built for the long haul in the playoffs because you have guys that can get you buckets. You have guys that are going to play both sides of the ball and your team is less flawed because we know the Knicks, their problem this season isn't that they don't have talent one through through 12 it's that they that at the one the two and the three they're teams that are just an echelon above so if you add one of those guys that's at the top to this current roster and you're not decimating the entire thing because you sacrificed all the picks you're absolutely a title contender and i think a favorite so as we just mentioned the there are at least 11 teams i think that are better one through three But even like look at the on off i'm sorry to interrupt but look at the on off with um dallas's guy like come on Mm -hmm. come on it's because of Luca by himself. Right. And if you think about like even even the um the Bucks, it's really just Giannis this year. The rest of those guys aren't that great. No, no, Brooke we Lopez established awesome. this last week. Giannis stinks. <laughs> no, fair enough. Facts don't care. Stats don't care about your feelings. Fair uh, yeah, enough. And you, you might have missed that, Mensa, but uh, yeah, yeah, Giannis, Giannis is stinks. terrible. That was my take. Yes, Giannis yeah, stinks. Yeah, Giannis is horrible. But okay, so we won't Put talk that about on a Bucks. billboard in Milwaukee. There you go. But, there you but go. basically, <laughs> what I'm saying is, look at the look at the caliber of players that true ones around the league are carrying. If you add a true one to what the Knicks have, come on, I don't. Yes. I think it's. I think they're easily easily like a favorite for a title. I think that the DeRozan trade is a good comp and I have to, I Google it every time I, I hear about the DeRozan Kawhi trade just to, to where we are now at superstar trades to then go back and look at it. Jakob Pertle. Jake Puddle. Jake Puddle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jakob, Jakob Pertle. Um, DeMar DeRozan and one pick and it was that year's pick. So it was that kind of trade's never going to happen again. But though. that's my point is yeah. like to to look at the the next big superstar trade was Anthony Davis. We went from one most recent pick to all of your picks and three guys that you drafted two 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 and whatever they took whatever they took Josh Hart at. You know, like that the the, the way superstar trades have changed is a little different. But I do agree with you, Mensa. That look for for what's been said about how the ceiling of this team has is not that high. It's not the floor is not that low and it's not that far away from being even higher with, with one, one big swing. And we'll see if they, would they make that swing? Um, that swing is not Zach Levine. I just want to no, make that very not clear. Zach Levine. No, I will say Siakam intrigues me. I'm not sure if that makes him a title contender, but if it's like just swap out Randall for Siakam, I'm not a hundred percent sure. That I, makes us really good. I do think it makes this really. It makes them good with another year uh, under under Grimes, under Grimes IQ's belt. I think that that makes them really good. I just wanted to say one thing to 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 Sean's earlier point about Phoenix not maybe not being so sold on picks. We could always bring in a third team and facilitate Uh, a trade that way for a team that's like really wants picks could send their players over to Phoenix. So that that could be operated around. (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay. I know that they like picks. Yeah. Imagine Utah stacking up more picks, finally getting the Knicks unprotected ones that they wanted. There you go. That's how they end up with all the Knicks unprotected picks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Sean, I I hear that there has been some commotion on the Bird app on Rihanna's internet this week. Host of the uh, Super Bowl at halftime this year, Rihanna, and, and her internet this year. Um, so, what do you got for your topic this week? Um, so there was there's been some consternation bird app about a particular player on our team, that player being Jalen Brunson. Um, and this has been going on for a few weeks now. Um, the 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 term going around is that Jalen Brunson is selfish. So time out. Really? Yes. Like really? Yes. Okay. I think we're gonna do ours together because my topic is is Jalen Brunson the best free agent signing the Knicks have ever had. And you, well, we'll start with how you and the, the internet, uh, not that you believe this because you're about to argue on behalf of them being not the most intelligent, but um, I, 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 let's hear what the conversation has been. I, I mean, so the, the, the common refrain has been that he's selfish. He only, he's just, a, he only cares about getting his stats. He's not a facilitator. He doesn't get other people involved. A whole bunch of malarkey, for lack of a better phrase. So, you know, I said to myself, self, you know, what if they're onto something? Because I don't want to be dismissive off the rip, you know, mm-hmm. like what if they're onto something? So I said, all right, let me look, let me, let me, let me look this up. So I was like, I, I went full XJ and I started looking because I watched the games and I think that he is not selfish, but you know what? Let me not just rely on the eye test. Let me look at some, let me look at some statistics. Jalen Brunson averages 6.3 assists a game, which is more than these players who at one point or another in the last two plus years, large amounts of Nick's Twitter have clamored for <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. DeJounte Murray, De'Aaron Fox, Josh Giddy, Killian Hayes, Shea Gilchrist-Alexander. We'll get back to him in a second. Donovan Mitchell, Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole, Jaden Ivey, Anthony Simons, Jalen Green, Colin Sexton, and one Lou Dort. Uh, the Lou Dort is a really underground reference. If you know, you know. Um, so I was like, okay. Um, and I so and, and 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 I was like, all right, maybe that's not. Maybe, you know, that's that doesn't tell the whole story because I'm the one that will tell you I can get stats to tell any story I want. So I started looking at total assists. And of all guards, and that includes combo guards, point guards, shooting guards, according to basketball reference, he has more assists than any other guard in the NBA. Wait, is that real? 106. I. Again, I went to basketball reference and I clicked on guard. So it was point guard, shooting guard, guard forward, forward guard, combo guard, guard. If you played guard, 
269 assists, two more than D'Angelo Russell. I pulled this information about an hour ago. I said, okay. More than Halliburton? That sound you hear is is, uh, XJ and I uh, rapidly trying to get the (laughs) basketball reference to see what just happened. All right. Uh, I'm. I listen. I. I pull. That's what I did. You guys can. Maybe I'm getting. Maybe I'm getting. No, I it, believe you. But I'll look at. I'll look at it again. But even if he has. Even if what? Because I. I figured that. Uh. Uh. Burn, because he leads the league in assists per game. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. But actually, now that I think about this, I was about to say. I'm. I'm, I'm at the internet now. And I Rihanna's did this internet. and I clicked on. I clicked on guard. I specifically, okay. whatever, it doesn't matter. He has more so, assists just, than all those guys. That um, I mean. uh, so he does have more assists than the guys you named. Just gonna, I just went to basketball reference and sorted assists, period, and didn't put on guard. So maybe basketball reference doesn't separate point guard from guard. Like if you, you put on guard, it might not do it. Um, so I'm looking at it right now, and it has it selected point guard, shooting guard, guard, and guard slash forward. Now, okay. maybe they have, maybe That's they probably, think Halliburton yeah. is forward slash guard. Maybe they have him as a three. No, they have him as a point guard. No, they have a point, point guard. I don't, yeah. I'm literally looking at this right yeah, now. Halliburton Page has him as the leader. In the <laughs> so let me, let me just do this well, real quick, Rick. So yes. Halliburton, Trey Young, Luca, Westbrook, Harden, Garland, Morant. You call Marcus Smart a point guard? Marcus Smart, yeah. Marcus Smart, Trey Young, and Mike Conley. Those are the only guards that have more assists than Jalen Brunson. That's the list I have, yeah. The only thing I can think of is I put I put a um I put qualified for the assist per game leaderboard, but I don't know. I honestly don't know. Oh, uh, that why. might be it, actually. That might be it. But because I don't know all why. These guys have less than 30 games played. The only one with more games played than Jalen Brunson. That's what no, it, no, Halliburton. No, no, plays Halliburton 40 plays forty. Never mind. Yeah, and Trey no Young's way. played forty, and Doncic's played forty-one. Do we have yeah, to edit no. this out? <laughs> no, no, no. This is live. Uh, Love it. I have no <laughs> idea podcasting. why. I have no idea why. Either way, Jalen Brunson's top ten in total assists. Point yeah, is for, for guards. The dude, yeah. Yes, the dude. The dude has two hundred and sixty-nine assists this year, right? Yes. Okay. And then I looked at usage. I was like, okay, maybe his usage is crazy high. His usage, according to basketball reference, is 27, which I no longer trust. So I went to NBA.com, and his usage on NBA.com is a 26.9, I believe. He is right. Yes, his usage is 26.3, which is behind Darius Garland, CJ McCollum, Jordan Clarkson, uh, Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma. Like, so... I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, and his assistant turnover ratio is three to one. It's two point nine six, right? So it's like, where is this coming from? And that's when I realized that there are many people in this fan base who would rather. It's not to quote the to quote the remarkable Billy Hoyle. Some people rather look good and lose than look bad and win. And I think what we have in the fan base is that we have a large, loud section that they want to win, but they want to win their way. Whether it's the tank or you should have went after this guy, whatever that guy. I had someone say that they thought that SGA, if we had SGA instead of Brunson, the Knicks would be a top three seed. And I said, but SGA's team has a worse record than us right now. And 
the funny thing is, SGA has less assists and takes more shots and scores more points. But I'm supposed to believe that Jalen Brunson is selfish, but the guy that you want is, is it will make us the third best team in the better conference. So I say that to say we have to as a we have to take a step back and say, like, okay, are we making cogent arguments based on what we see or are we making arguments on based on what we want to see? And I think that's a perfect segue to uh, GMAC who wants to discuss Jay- how valuable is Jalen Brunson in terms of how good is he as a how good is he how good is he as a free agent signing? So there's two different arguments here. Um, the Knicks just don't have a great track record with free agents. So where he is on the list is almost different than how good he is compared to the rest of the league this season. Um, I don't I, I personally think SGA has been a, a tremendous basketball player this year. I, I think I'm in the camp of like, there's no wrong answer as far as him or, or Jalen Brunson. I do think SGA adds a little more on defense than Brunson does, but like, here's the, here's the deal. And I think this more speaks to your point, Sean, at least as far as I'm concerned. Um, I've been begging for a guy like this for forever. I'm going to choose to enjoy watching him. And like, for as much as we complain about the, the crunch time offense and, you know, how, how ISO heavy it gets, his numbers in crunch time remain outstanding. I, I forget if it was on this show, which I'm pretty sure it was on this show that it was brought up how good he's been in crunch time. And then also like Macri's been making a case for like his m- under five minutes with the score within five points in the newsletter. Um, look, I, I, I personally, after going through the list, um, it's him or Allen Houston for greatest, um, Nick's free agent signings ever. Um, and it's the, I mean, Randall might actually make the top five, but having said all of that, like we we're not, this is after 40 games, I'm calling it for Jalen Brunson. So the, the, it's why you go through the the history of this franchise and just, I'm, I'm begging if there actually is a, a pushback to Jalen Brunson, I'm someone that defended Carmelo Anthony for six seasons. Brunson's more efficient in an era of efficiency, and I'm I'm begging that to stop now, because if I can get behind who I still think was an elite player in Melo, being you know defending him, boy, am I going to start to get behind defending Jalen Brunson as well? So to both conversations, I'll go to to XJ first. As far as the please shut up about Jalen Brunson and where does he rank on on the Knicks free agents list? Where are you on this? Yeah, I mean, I agree with almost all of the conclusions that you both drew. Uh, maybe the, with the one, the one being, I would take SGA over Jalen. I don't want to say but. it, but like <laughs> SGA has been outstanding this year, Sean. No, I'm not saying no. He has been outstanding, but this idea that we'd be a three seed with him is oh, that's like, nuts. That's oh, nuts. that's right, crazy. Right, 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 yeah. right. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, like no, I'm listen. I'm not saying like I'm just saying that. And by the way, I figured out what the problem was. I filtered it to people who had less assists than. Who had six point three assists or less? Because that's how much assists Jalen uh, Brunson has. Okay. Uh, yes, gotcha. but I took it off. He's still fourteenth amongst guards, 
and he still has more assists per game than DeJounte, De'Aaron Fox, SGA, Jamal Murray, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole, Anthony Edwards, Zach Levine, and Three Sinus. I'm not laughing at you. It's just you. the moments you've had today have just, they've compiled, which make it senility. <laughs> don't say it, AC. I, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> It's been a rough two days. I am also the oldest person. Of players with less assists per game than Jalen Brunson, (laughs) he has the (laughs) most. I couldn't get past it, man. It's been a rough two days. I feel, I, I feel you. I feel you. This is cut. This we'll is chat great. offline. Sorry, that was just content. a good joke. That, that was a cherry pick stats. <laughs> that is cherry is that picking one hundred and one. <laughs> okay, um, X Jake. Sorry, I'm good. Yeah, um, <laughs> of players who have uh, the assist percentage of Jalen Brunson are less. He has the highest assist percentage. Yes, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, no, no. I, so I, I like to look at assist percentage, which is mm. just percentage of assists uh, that any player get. Percentage of all assists that happen when that player is on the court that they're responsible for. Um, and to me, that's like a little bit of better measure than just like how many assists they get or total assists. And Jalen Brunson has a 29% assist percentage, um, which is 76 percentile among players at his position. So still an elite playmaker and uh, assist man. But at the same time, what I want to just clarify as far as like this part of the conversation is that Brunson is being asked to score. <laughs> He's being asked to do ISO work. He's being asked to, to get into the, the, the teeth of the defense and score. Like that is his role. And he's been extremely aggressive the last like 10 games or so. And that's because they've needed it. Um, and I don't think, I think Brunson is, is a guy who's able to give the team what he needs and he has the flexibility on offense to either score or, uh, set up his teammates. And I think that that is really being underrated. I don't think he's selfish and that's why he's scoring. I think he's scoring because Tibbs is asking him to score. Tibbs is putting him in ISO situations in clutch time. He's the best player on the team by far. There's no one close. Um, so these situations are just. Brunson doing what he needs to do to help the team, which by definition is unselfish. Um, so that to me just like is my perspective on that part of the conversation. As far as the all-time free agents, I agree with UAC. I think, you know, I, I would just put it out there. Historical conversations are my weakness. That these I feel like they're all three of your strengths and and probably my weakness, but um, but I would put Houston, Allen Houston over Brunson just Looking back, his first contract as a free agent, I should say, not not a second contract. Not the second one, yeah. Um, but I think easily the best shooter in Knicks history. Um, the mid-range game was ridiculous. A key piece for their finals appearance. You go back and look at some of his stats from three. Like He was shooting like 25% better than the rest of the league from three. Uh, absurd numbers. Like If we were comparing that to modern, to the modern era, it would be like... Curry only taking open threes or something ridiculous in terms of how much better he was than the rest of the league at shooting threes um, at that time. So, you know, I would probably put Houston up there as number one. Brunson, I think, can catch him depending on where this team goes. If we add another piece, if we start to get into title contention, but he's probably my number two. Guys that I want to just give honorable mention to, I don't think they're touching the rest of these guys, but Tyson Chandler. and, and, And let me just say... We're we're okay with sign in trades here, right? AC, or is well, it only who, free agent? Who you got? Well, Tyson Chandler was a sign in trade, wasn't he? No, it was a signing. No, That's, signing. He was that outright was, free agent signing. Okay. So the 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 tricky part about evaluating the Tyson Chandler sign in trade is they amnestied Billups to create the room right, for him, and that's what people go to as like 
if you didn't make the mellow trade, you wouldn't have had Dan Misty Billups to right, right, right. be able to afford um, so, Tyson Chandler. So Tyson Chandler, um, I, I definitely, I obviously, <laughs> he's not up there, but Amari had one good year, man. That that year was was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that year a lot. That was that was awesome. Um, and uh, you know, low key, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd was was a really good signing, and 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 had a huge impact on the team, and especially their playoff, their playoff hopes and success, and and, and the growth for Carmelo as well. Uh, I think it was a great a great player to play alongside him. So those those are guys that I have up in the list. But yeah, Allen Houston number one, Brunson number two right now. Brunson has a chance to catch him. Mensa, we. You've been, you've been silent throughout all of this. So what do you got for the the people that are frustrated with Jalen Brunson and calling him selfish? Um, To call the person who leads the NBA and charges drawn a selfish basketball player is like paint sniffing work. It's really, really bad. Um. What? (laughs) What are we talking about? Like, I I get it. You want Jalen Brunson to to be the 1997 version of a point guard. You want Andre Miller. That's who you want. Well, Andre Miller doesn't exist anymore. Point guards get into the teeth of defense. They score the ball. They shoot off the dribble. And that is what creates space for everybody else. Point guard like play right now is not necessarily about your playmaking skill as much as it's about your gravity in general. And one thing that Jalen Brunson brought to the Knicks was a whole lot of gravity. So this idea that he's a selfish basketball player, it's like, are we watching the same games? I I, I just don't understand it. I, I wish more New York Knicks played like Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is not an ambivalent basketball player where sometimes Julius will hold the ball forever. Not forever, but for like one, two paces too long. And I've been saying this forever. Um, even RJ Barrett sometimes can be ambivalent. Emmanuel quickly can be a little too sure of himself sometimes. Um, but like Brunson is the perfect middle ground for this team. And to say that he's selfish is like you're just mad we lost to the wizards and like you can say that you can acknowledge that you're like that you're hurt you can acknowledge that you're sad you can acknowledge that your feelings got hurt that's okay there's nothing about you that's going to make people think oh this is a he's less of a guy or he's like like that's ridiculous let's let it's 2023 we can acknowledge our feelings instead of saying that other people are the problem because to get on nick's twitter and say that jalen brunson is selfish it's like um, did you watch Alfred Payton play basketball? Like that yeah. guy was selfish. Yeah. You know, like like what are we well, what are we talking about at this point? It, go ahead, go ahead. Well, to your point, this is why, like, and look, I'm glad we haven't had a tips conversation today, but like at times when there would be frustrations with Tibbs and it'd be like, okay, well, I do agree that there are concerns, like some people just deserve some people deserve David Fisdale, you know, like they're winning right now. Let's enjoy winning for a little bit. And like some people deserve Alfred Payton, you know, like some people deserve Emmanuel the Alec Moutier. Burks experience. Yeah. Like some, like what we have right now, I've literally never seen them have where the best player on the team is a point guard. And he's like also good too, you know, he's Mensa, a leader. 
Yeah. And despite his flaws, he tries like for a guy who is supposed to be the worst defender out of our starting five. And he may actually be that to lead the league in charge. Like he's using his savvy. He's doing all the things that he does on offense and he's applying it on defense. What we have in Jalen Brunson is a physically limited basketball player with a whole lot of game and a whole lot of savvy. And he shows that on both sides of the court. Just because Jalen Brunson can score 35 points in a game doesn't mean that he's selfish. If every basketball player that scored 35 points in a game was was deemed to be selfish, then, hey, I guess Jalen Brunson is a selfish basketball player because he can mm-hmm. score the ball. But it it's just like you don't have legs to stand on when you make an argument like that because you're ignoring all the other data, all the other data points, and you're just saying, oh, well, um, that guy was open in the corner and he didn't make the pass. Like, 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 come on guys. Like this is not what we do at Knicks film school. This is not what we should be doing on the internet as Knicks fans who we claim to be the smartest fans in all the basketball. We, we should know better than this. Sean, what you got? I I think that when I see that it comes from, because you know, it's funny. A lot of people in the bird, I say like, yo, if you weren't, if you weren't tweeting during the COVID season, I want to hear you talking. It's like, bro, I've been watching this team for 30 years. Twitter yeah. does not define if I'm how good of a fan I am. But I come to realize, like, I think a lot of these fans came of age in the, the mellow era and after. Because I watched Chris Duhan. I talked myself into thinking, you know, uh, Maybe Raymond, and I, not that he's bad, but oh, Raymond Fellows the guy, right? Like I've watched, Kadeem you know, Allen, mm-hmm. Tony L- Douglas, Langston Galloway. Uh, like, I, listen, our listen, we drafted a Heisman Trophy winner at point guard. <laughs> um, so now, like, we we literally banged our heads against the wall watching Point Burks and Alfred Payton. And now we have this guy who is a legitimate all-star. And because we are angry that the team didn't tank or the team didn't build the team the way we wanted it. And honestly, you want to hear about tank. Look at the John Wall interview and you can say, let's have a conversation about tanking. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, it's like Mensa said, it's like, okay, you're angry and you're figuring out a way to like, that's how you're expressing it. Just know that you are placing yourself in a box that you don't want to be in. So for both of you, where does he rank on the free agent signings? Uh, number two behind Pablo Prigioni. There you go. The one we forgot. Nice. There you go. <laughs> no, for real though. I'd say he's, I'd say he's number two behind Allen Houston. Um, and I know it's pretty early, but the, the longevity is obviously going to be there with this guy. Um, he's a leader. And I think that's the first time the Knicks have like added like a real leader who goes in the press conference and blames himself. And he's the best player on court like that. That's what that's the kind of stuff that's going to endear him to the hearts of New York. And it's not like the the front office is going to trade him. They love that guy. They knew him his whole life. So I think we got my big thing about Jalen Brunson was before we signed him like two seasons ago. I like when everybody wanted Kyle Lowry, I was like, no, let's get the next Kyle Lowry, who is Jalen Brunson. And now look, now look at what Jalen Brunson is. And Kyle Lowry means the world to Toronto. And I think Jalen Brunson will still mean the world to New York. Sean, about you. Um, like we last year we gave Jews all this crap for the terrible season he had and we're like we need someone that can we're asking him to do too much and need someone to help shoulder the load and now we have that and now that's a problem some people are just never happy 
I agree. Where does he rank all time? Two, because Allen Hughes was the second best. Well, I mean, you Ewing was gone. He was yeah. so, Ewing was hurt, so he was the best player in the final seat. Like it has to be like, but J- Jalen Brunson is easily in the top five. Now I recognize that may be more of an indictment on the Knicks as a franchise. That that Julius Randle is probably in the top five. Um, but yeah, he's definitely number two. Like I can't think of a guy that we signed that transformed the team like this, like this, like this, like this guy has. So a couple numbers. Um, now he's averaging twenty three point nine points per thirty six. Jalen Brunson. Uh, let's just for argument's sake make it twenty four. So of players in the NBA averaging at least twenty four points per game and at least six point six assists per thirty six. Um, he is one of nine. The other eight. Nikola Jokic, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Dame Lillard, John Morant, and then LaMelo Ball and Trey Young. So that's six Hall of Famers, LaMelo Ball and Trey. Well, John Morant, LaMelo Ball, Trey Young. Well, I'm not going to put five Hall of Famers and then three that are really good young players in this league. Of those nine, Jalen Brunson has the sixth highest effective field goal percentage. He has the fifth highest true shooting. Um, and his team has one of the better records of the nine that I just listed too. So he's impacting winning as well. Um, I have a top 10 that I, I made for the, uh, Nick's greatest free agent signings. Let's go down memory, memory lane. If you, if you don't mind, number 10, Chris Childs. And most of this has to do with the fact that he two pieced Kobe, um, Rest, yes. In fact, this is going to be coming out. Wow, this is poor timing on my part. This is coming out on the two-year anniversary of Kobe passing away. Um, wow. I will just say, Kobe, we miss you. Um, and in that moment, I enjoyed that highlight. So uh, I, I'm i just going to move on to number nine. All uh, Knicks fans enjoyed that highlight. Thank There's... you. Thank you. Thank you, Mensa, for saying something else. So I wasn't left out here to dry on that one. <laughs> I was um, going to throw a dead fish at you, but that was exactly where this was going. Cannonball is where that was headed. Um, my number nine is Tyson Chandler. Um, it's really two good seasons with the Knicks. One of which was a defensive player of the year. One of which he was great on a 54 win team and then got outplayed by Roy Hibbert. Um, he, you can make an argument that he should be higher on this list, but I digress. Um, number eight is where I put Amari because it's really one one season, and then he dealt with injuries the remainder of his career with the Knicks. And also, the fit with Melo wasn't the greatest, and then you add a fit with Melo and Tyson Chandler wasn't the greatest. Not his fault, just poor roster construction. Um, again, this is that that first season, though. I I will echo what you guys said. Uh, my number seven may be controversial to have this ahead of Amari and Tyson Chandler, but J.R. Smith. Um, a sixth man of the year candidate, a sixth man of the year winner. Okay, so there is some hardware there. Um, during the mellow tenure with the Knicks, there are there's a legit two and a half seasons where he was the second player, second offensive option to go to whenever Mello was doubled or didn't have it going. And on one of those teams, they won 54 games, and it was when he forgot how to play after that one game suspension when he came back against. Uh, against Boston and then against Indiana that the season kind of kind of fell apart. Um, so I've got J.R. Smith seven and then I'll go Anthony Mason six uh, where I have him 
that, that played almost half a decade or more than half a decade with the Knicks, made a couple all-star teams, won sixth man of the year, or made an all-star team. Uh, rest in peace, Mace. Um, any objections with my back five of the top 10 so far? I would have Mel, not Melo, um, Amari a little higher because there's no Melo without Amari and there's no J.R. Smith without Melo. So it's like he was like the He's like, first for, domino. For, yeah, for the for, for the fans that that revere that team, it's like, well, this all starts with Amari. Fair. Because I don't think I don't think Melo has to go to New York if it's like all, like Wilson Chandler and, and and you know just those guys are not Amari. Okay. My That's only it. objection is that um as long as Michael Beasley is somewhere in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> well done. We have well no done. problems. <laughs> no, I think um, I think that's perfect. So XJ, what what do you got? My I would just have Tyson Chandler higher. I, okay. I just really valued Chandler a lot. And I think he had a longer stretch of being really good than um, even Amari did, to be honest. And, and how about this? I'll swap. I'll swap him with J.R. Smith. I'll put J.R. Smith nine and Tyson Chandler seven. Yeah, then I feel good about it. There you go. Because I even as I'm saying it, like I think I just like I went more to the offensive end. You're right. The defensive end, especially after D'Antoni left, is when you, you saw Tyson Chandler shine. Um, which brings me to my top five, and technically a free agent signing. Jeremy Lin um, is responsible for the three best weeks that the Knicks have had um, as a franchise, as a story, um, as a moment uh, and friend of the pod, Jeremy Lind. Uh, he's my number five. Um, just enough said uh, number four. That's where I have Julius Randle. Um, we hear is a, a season that really means a lot to me. I know um, with a, a other people, I'm not even saying it's anyone here. I just think that, that that we hear season um, doesn't mean as much. Just personally, where I was in my life, um, I needed to feel happy about something, and it became Knicks basketball. Also, man, one most improved player, and uh, the rest is history. If you know, you know. As far as uh, people who place wagers on certain awards to be won, um, and then what they do with said wagers, um, and then three, two, one. Uh, John Starks was a free agent signing, so that is my number three. And then I go Brunson and Allen Houston in that order at two and one. So it's it's already very clear that Jalen Brunson goes to close to the top of a list that is not that great, as I as I just mentioned. But man, um, I Sean, I could not imagine choosing to spend my spare time arguing on Rihanna's internet about the second best player that the Knicks have ever acquired. I didn't argue. Be a free agent. Not, not, not saying that you yeah. are arguing that point. I'm saying I couldn't imagine arguing with you yeah. about that point. You know, makes sense. Yeah. Um. I w- I just want to say that the reason I wouldn't have Julius so high is just because I would average out his <laughs> his next seasons. Um. He's had two excellent tremendous seasons and two like horrible seasons so it's so, like it notice what i said being, though. like pretty good <laughs> but notice what i said though i said the we here season i didn't say anything about after which is extension julius ah you're wait is he yeah no now he he's on his on, extension now he's year? on his extension but they okay. gave him the extension after after the we here season. season right yeah so that's true you're right that's uh, the the contract i'm basing his like alan houston is number one 
yet I'm ignoring yeah. the second yes. contract. No, you're totally game. right. You're but, totally also, right. but also, we can't forget that Julius Randle in his first season was Wiley Coyote, who would spin into the lane and turn the ball over and <laughs> exactly. really, really, really exactly. grind my gears. And I don't think I've ever forgiven him for it, to be honest. I probably got to work that out in therapy. But I mean, I like Julius Randle. I think he's cool. I think that I hope that I should say that the gift that Julius Randle becomes is something that we're forever grateful for. I think we have to trade him. And that's the <laughs> impact of Jalen Brunson, though. They've rehabbed J- Julius Randle's value this season. We were at ham sandwich mode this offseason. And now it's like, can he be the centerpiece of the trade for a superstar? Um, just what you said about the most improved season for Julius Randle. Just got me thinking this is a nut probably for another casual Friday. Uh, why isn't Julius Randle like most improved again? <laughs> this right? Season? Who I forget who said it. Like, can we just give him most improved every other year? You he, know, it, just looking at just this obviously just one metric EPM in 2020 was 0.4, then it went to 3.2 in 2021. He won most improved last year, it was even worse at negative 0.5, and now it went up to 3.3, a, a, a much greater increase uh, than it was when he initially won most improved. So if anything, he's more improved this mm-hmm. year from last year than he was the year he won it from the previous year. So I'm just saying. By the definition of the award, you're probably right. They won't give it to him. In fact, we established this last night. Jalen Brunson is the third best odds at the moment behind SGA and Laurie Markkinen. Um He won't but, get it, but he, oh, he won't. probably deserves it. Probably needs... <laughs> well, uh, he probably needs an injury, unfortunately. And even then, I think if SGA like got shut down for the season. I wonder why the Thunder would do that. Um, you know, I think he would qualify enough to to probably win the award. Although Laurie Markin's Jesus been outstanding this year. Um, okay. I think that is a extended um extended casual Friday. I gotta say though, and this is like an on-air production meeting. We're gonna do this Levitard show style. Um it's four people, so I gotta like raise the standards or widen how long this episode is always going to be. So I'm, I'm cool with it being 80, 90 minutes. Um, but I, I really liked Sean. I love you. I loved what we got today, guys. I, I, I know that, I know that Yeah, we, we, we messaged you a bit. Um, but no, you should. I would make fun of me too. Okay. Good. Um, as long as we're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That I cannot be on. I can't be on the, I can't be on the bird app all the time and have it and have a thin skin. Some people do. I'm so. so so is Mitchell Robinson lead the league in blocks of in players that have as lesser fewer blocks per game shit. than him? <laughs> I should have said shit. I should have just said no. I, yes. When uh, you said the most assists in the league, I was like, wait, really? I immediately said, was like, uh, not for nothing. When he said, when I, I heard said, the, I heard the keyboards clatter. <laughs> when we it, all when, just did the Scooby Doo. Er? <laughs> when it came up, when, when I said it, I was like, that doesn't. That <laughs> I was, like, I was amazed. It out loud. I got so I got to go I back said, and watch this and see your face when you said it because it was like a moment of wait. Did wait I wait, did I just say that? <laughs> Someone timestamp that, please. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, thank you everybody for tuning in for another casual Friday. If you dig the show, head over to iTunes, drop a five star rating and a review. Please put like 
in the review how much you're enjoying Casual Friday and how much you enjoy the, the crew when, when we come here on your Fridays. Um, the Knicks play next Thursday, so we are going to be off next week. And then the next two weeks, you're kind of interesting after that because it's a week until the deadline. And then we'll be doing the first post show after the Knicks trade deadline. So uh, should be interesting what the next two weeks are um, here in Knicks land. A, a team that needs to make a trade, hopefully makes a trade. Um, my thanks to Sean Mensa and XJ as always. Please give them a follow. Their handles are in the name tag underneath their faces. Um, you can follow me, but as always, what I'd rather you do is if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel. Um, and like I said, drop that five-star rating and review. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your weekends. Hopefully it's bookended with a couple of Knicks victories. Uh, and we'll speak with you in the not too distant future. Peace. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com